You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. Doctor, it is such an honor to have you in studio. And um, it's so weird having known you and seen you for I don't know how many decades or two decades in this business. And it's the, actually the first time either of us have interviewed it's one crazy, another. right? It's so weird. It is weird, but um, a privilege it is for me. And I'm very excited to be here. And I am particularly excited to be your first in 2023. <laughs> <Yes>. Love it. <laughs> yes. So I am just thinking about my earlier memories of um, death within the family. Mm-hmm. And we never had conversations where you get told, oh, these are the things that happen. Yeah. So I recall losing an uncle when I was much younger and there came a time where we were woken up or to get washed mm-hmm. and then we're told we're getting shaved. And I protested so much because I said, I need an explanation yeah. as to why we why are doing this. You know, so I surrendered like the bottom row of my braids. That was what I surrendered because even now I still can't tell you the the, the full reason as to why it was that we needed to shave or hokapisiwa. And a lot of the time in many of our homes, partly because our parents themselves were not told, we just were doing things because they were done for us Mm -hmm. there's a lot of confusion i don't know if you find that to be the case when it comes to death and mourning and certain practices i think the best way to respond um to this question is for me to share my personal experience Mm. um because there i was a 24 year old um who my then partner and i were the life of any party Mm -hmm. Uh, we were 24 and 31 so prime of our lives um it was the 16th of december when he was shot and killed Mm -hmm. on the 21st invites had gone out my dress was already hanging Uh, we were going to have um our down the aisle moment and he was then shot and killed on the 16th of december it was in 1993 um and that is so terrifying so that on its own Mm. uh is terrifying it's traumatic you you're going through a whole lot of emotions Mm. what now at the time we have a seven month old baby Mm. what's going to be my life where where to from here you have all these questions you have no answers the very first day um i was immediately taken into a dark room um the entire furniture was removed there was a mattress on the floor uh, and i was made to sit on that mattress 24 7. you slip there as well it's not like um you know when people go away then you'll come will put things back together and then Mm. you can have your bedroom. I slept there until the day he was buried. Um, So can I ask a question on that? You know, because I'm sure at that age of 24, this was not an unfamiliar sight because you had been to other people's homes when they were burying someone. But maybe you were not actually aware that this person is here the whole time, which means you never have a moment alone. Absolutely. So what was explained to you as to what is the reason you have to stay, number one, on a lowered bed, yeah. and number two, that you're not allowed to leave, and usually you need to be with other elderly women? Mm-hmm. No explanation. That's how things are done. And they mm. called it culture. Mm. Um, and, and that's all you receive. That is culture. This is how we do things. Mm. And, and I 
would like a conversation where we begin to ask when you say we this is how we do things who's we mm. um because culture evolves and um you know i tell a story a funny story that uh i read it somewhere i don't own the story uh, someone was sharing that you know my wife had this particular pot they were making chicken in mm. um her mother used it her mother's mother used mm. it and one time the granny comes and i'm fascinated i want to know it's the husband now asking why do you guys prepare chicken in this way mm. and the elder who started the culture mm. says i had a smaller pot and this was the only way to make my chicken i don't know why these other ones are doing it <laughs> so and they, they just... said it's a culture it's a tradition <laughs> in the family so we need and and you know the more i explored even about um the lowered mattress in the olden days there was no furniture Mm. So I, it's very difficult to translate that into English. Mm. Um, but you sit there's no furniture, there's no other mm. place where you sit uh, in that hut that has no light. And there and were there were no mirrors to cover. Absolutely. Yes. And now we have light. Why are we covering mirrors? Why are we um, having our windows? Because we had to find ash and water and cover our windows to show everyone else that uh, there's a death in this family. Mm. And and I think for me, going back to the earlier question, when it's not explained, it makes it even more difficult. Because at the time I'm sitting there in that mattress. Um, covered with a double ply blanket, it's hot. December is hot, mm. um, and and I'm and your dripping. head must be covered. Oh yeah, bowed. Yes, covered is another. I mean, somebody each time you lift your head in the blanket, somebody comes to just lower it because you have to bow as a sign that you are respecting this moment where we at. And and the question that I always ask is, whose moment is it? You know, you know what I'm thinking. Okay, so I'm, there's two two um, things that I'm thinking at the moment. The one is having attended the funerals and burials of people that don't necessarily follow this particular culture. Um, I know somebody who um, they followed a more Irish wake, and I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do with myself because I didn't know where to pay my respects. The person whose mom had died was all over the show. And I kept being like, don't you want to sit down? What do you need to tell me what to do? And I brought Dukuku and she says, no, please keep the cakes. We, there's so much food. It was So in the one part of me, I find all of those rituals comforting. I don't know why. And maybe because it's all I know. The fact that we go into a room and I'm going to get on my knees and say, I'm so sorry. And we sit in there and we talk about this person as opposed to, the other ways of doing it that are so yeah. unfamiliar. But at the same time, there's that part of me that always challenged everything to mm. say, Mama, why? Like if my mom, my parents had to write a book about the number of whys I asked mm. and then the answer would be like, just do it because we said yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's always easier to just go back to the story <laughs> because there are many layers into it in responding um, to your question. Because as you sit there, you don't know who's coming to comfort you. The blanket is covering you. Mm. Um, you have no way of interacting and internalizing what is happening because your issue in that corner is the fact that you are uncomfortable um, and you are heated up, you're dripping with water and you are grieved and no one pays attention to what you are going through. For me, you might the be Irish alone. way, 
even being alone is even better because then I'll be in my room and I'll, I'll cry, I'll do whatever mm. it is that comes natural. So in there, you are doing what other people are telling you to do. Mm. And that's not natural because this is why we have instincts. Um, and if I'm allowed to moan the best way I know how, mm. the best way I know the individual that we are there about, uh, it gives me a sense of comfort by the time we get to the funeral, um, by the time we get to the burial, you know, somehow you're getting to accepting that this is happening. Um, because during that period when you speak to nobody, the only time I'm going to start interacting with people is when even then I'm covered and the coffin is lowered. So did did they bring your partner, husband, uh, uh, um, into the room to spend the night the night before? Oh, yeah. And were you comfortable with that? I was freaked out. It's scary. Bottom line is I'm sleeping with a cops, And I was told it's culture, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's like you like reliving the trauma. Here's this person in here. I, I, I want to ask questions. I want to know why. I, like I have so many questions and I can't ask. I must just sit there and remember that there's a dead body in there. So... Do you think the the added element of being a Magodi at that moment made things worse? That the expectations of you were higher? I think for me, what made it worse is, um, yes, I was complying to culture because I'm mm. a Magodi. Mm. Uh, and, and what made it worse is after the funeral, after I had worn the mourning clothes for one year, six months, after the... And the six pla- months? Oh, I yeah. thought it's only one oh, year. Yeah. I I was, for me, it was done for one year, six months. And after the cleansing ceremony, I was told that either the, the father or the sons must choose. I must choose amongst them who I want to be taken over by. Mm. Um, because it's mm. culture. We are in um, there's no way you can have assets. They don't know how we achieved what we achieved. They don't know what it is that we do for a living for us to have what we had. Um, but and uh, on the Sunday after the cleansing, which is that cleansing ceremony is so traumatic because you go to the river, you must be butt naked mm. um, and there's a young that is put inside the water and somebody just pours the water on you. Um, they're saying that they're cleansing bad luck. And, and here my, I come from an environment where those things are not done. Mm. And when you don't explain to me, I'm traumatized mm. because Ekaya, I mean, they call us uncultured um, because we believe it, a certain, we have a certain belief system um, that it's God and it's only God mm. and, and everything else. I mean, it's man-made mm. um, and we do believe that uh, I acknowledge that, that my ancestors are with me wherever I go. Mm. But the practices and the rituals that go with the understanding that I belong to a community, I think for me, it really needs a deeper conversation and a deeper discourse because I walked away from that environment on the Monday after the traumatizing ceremony. Um, my bags, the, the, Ritual is such that you take um, a, a, a beer, mm-hmm. uh, and put it next to the one that you choose. I must now be choosing these foreign men. I came here. So, out we of just love. help us understand eh? 
you are being ex- actually before I get to the part of the expectation of you choosing, what took place in that period of mourning the one one and a half years? Um, you know, from things I've observed, you cannot be outside at a certain time. You have to be in clothes of mourning, oh, yeah. which is different. I know for some people they don't do the full you know, black covered attire. Some just have like a patch of black fabric on their shoulders. So maybe just share with us in summary, what was what was the year and a half like for you and where did work or career come into the picture? Well, at the time I was a nurse, a trainee nurse, mm. uh, and I was in my last year um, mm. of training. And I was informed that uh, in order for me to pay the respect that is required, I can't go to work. Because I have to wear those clothes. I had two attires that I had to interchange. You're only allowed two. Um, really? By the way, traditionally. Yeah, and, and, so you're doing washing, you're doing you washing every day? Every day you're doing washing because when you take off this one, you have to put in the next one. Yes. Um, and and uh, so it goes. Uh, so I wore that um, throughout until it loses color. Um, because they're saying that when it loses color, it's a sign that you have moaned enough um, for for your husband. After that period, you are ready. What um, were you doing? Move on. What were you doing? You, all you're day? not allowed. At the time, I was not allowed to drive my own car. Um, therefore, I would take taxis um, because it's uncultured. You own nothing uh, as a woman. Um, so, in mm. not driving my own car, when I go into a taxi, uh, people would shift. Because you are in mourning. Because there's a understanding that mm. when you are in mourning, umnyama, and you bring bad luck. Mm. Um, when I see Rilebohile, I can't wave my hand. Um, because when you wave, it's Don't a sign of happy. disrespect. No. Don't look you happy. You can't Don't laugh smile. at jokes. Uh, like you stop being human. And I'm saying that we are in 2023. We don't walk around Gamapeshu. We don't walk around wearing traditional clothing. Mm-hmm. As a result, when you're wearing traditional clothing, we're asking, what is the occasion? Are you getting married? You know, <laughs> yes. what is the occasion? And I'm asking myself that when do we get to a place where we begin to appeal these layers of what we regard as culture and identify gross violation of human rights, mm-hmm. abuse of, of humans, uh, in the name of a culture, because in that cultural practice, because culture, in my understanding, it's the way people do things mm. in, in their respective space. But with death, I kid you not, every household will have that one auntie who knows everything about what should be happening. Or that one uncle who knows everything about what should be happening. And, and why, why is it, though, that in this entire process, it is women who are the ones that, you know, suffer the most. So even if you have a man, for example, losing a wife, he's allowed to move on much more quickly. And by allowed, I put that in yeah. inverted commas, because you can do what you want, but it's about how you're going to get treated afterwards. Oh, absolutely. So in, in already that concept of you're in mourning, part of it is you must show the world that no man should even come near you. you absolutely so even when we add the element of you bring bad luck that's how much men should not come near you to oh, the point no. that ukisa party no, you, no, do you understand no, what no. i'm saying so, African men. so the <laughs> no really <laughs> because they look at you they start calculating it's been six months 
Yeah, we are ready. It's been six months. You need somebody to help you um, because it's fine. The clothing you can just put on the side and we do whatever and go back to the clothing. Uh, it's, I mean, the stuff that people go through, nobody prepares you for that. Nobody prepares you for that. And as you say that for men, it's different. You just have a button on your is it left or right arm mm. um you just have a a black button and that's the only sign that you are mourning and sometimes they would have like a a string of of a black cloth mm. around your sleeve mm. um as a sign that you are in mourning and i mean it's that's just it but as a woman from top head to toe because even the shoes it has to be a specific shoe that is chosen on your behalf by that person who's regarded as, as I mean, the, the fundi of what should happen within that culture. Where, does, where did being a mother fit into this picture? Because you say that, you know, he passed on when you had a seven-month-old. That yeah. is like a baba. Yeah. Yeah. And babies don't care that you're mourning. They don't know anything. They're just like, I'm hungry or I want mommy's attention. How did that come together into this world of what you were going through? So to date, I have a 28-year-old with separation anxiety mm. um, that I am mindful of. I, I know that if I don't help her through it, it's going to be a problem in relationships. Mm. And there are so many of us, you are with this person, there's something that's missing and you don't understand because we don't locate, um, you know, the the mental dysfunction that comes with the decisions that are made. Um, mm. Because I did not choose anyone within the family, I was instructed to leave everything, including the baby. So what? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Usa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's now come back to the part of choosing. What exactly are they asking you to choose? A partner. So the option is between? My father. Who's my father-in-law, yes. his sons, and yes. some of his, uh, my late husband's cousins. And as in this would be now your new husband. Oh, yeah. So is this, would this mean that Lobola would need to happen again? No, or no, no. no. You've, we've already lobola you. We've already lobola you. So now you we're just. our property. Yes. And we must then do as we please yes. with you. You will follow our traditions. You know, culture, when you focus on what culture is intended for. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. And I, I mean, I know that many parts of the world uh, yearn for what we have as Africans. Mm. Um, but there are certain cultural practices that are more gross violation of human rights and abuse mm. uh, more than they are a cultural practice. When you go to our wedding ceremonies, it's the most beautiful sight um, mm. until the the husband dies mm. one you are suspected that one of you um you are the one who killed him did anybody ever accuse you oh of yeah killing it's him? my boyfriends it was my boyfriends who shot him oh, i mean so i received this call we're about to go on a picnic um just prepared the baby the call comes through uh come to the hospital with immediate effect and i get there he just says his last word and mm. i break down but it was my fault Okay, I don't want to get into the part about the leaving the baby yet because we're going to have to go to um, Eyewitness News in a moment. One person says, hey, Lewa, this is a heartbreaking interview. Are such practices applied to men, I wonder? And I think um, another person saying, 
We shouldn't distort African culture. That's why the continent is doomed. Find out why everything is done the African way. And to respond to you, I think it goes back to what I and Chriselda said is when nothing is explained to yeah. you as yeah. to the why. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously did not experience anything as, as extreme as you did. Mm-hmm. There are still certain practices mm-hmm. that I don't understand mm-hmm. and even just something when it isn't even to do with death, but even just having a new baby yeah. and being told at this age, the child must this, the ch-. and I'm like, when I challenge why so I can understand. So mm. I sort of told myself that if there's something I can't understand or see a legit reason explain. why it must be done and no one can explain it to me, then I'm not, then going, I'm not to going to do it, right? So I think to the person who's saying we're distorting African culture, Maybe you can help us understand why some of these practices have been done. And and just a quick response to that person. I did not come here as a cultural expert. Mm. I came here to explain and, and share my experience. This is what I've lived. This is what I went through. It's not something I read about. Mm, mm, mm. And and um, just from that whole experience, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the part of you leaving your yeah. child. Um, what do you know now? about or what is your understanding now about those things you went through do you have answers for them or do you still not have answers for them well the answers um vary from one individual to another i i understand the importance of mourning now Mm. better than i did then i understand why it's important um to be quiet in that moment Mm. as you um, you know, acknowledge the space that you're in, the fact that we are mourning for a person who's no longer there. Uh, it's part of a process that helps them to transition to wherever it is that they're going um, in their next phase uh, of life. Um, but had that been explained at the time, mm. it shouldn't have been done the way it was. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, take a break uh, to head over to Eyewitness News for headlines. And when we come back, we continue this conversation. Of course, we look forward to taking your calls on Ojabo one double eight three zero seven zero two and the WhatsApp line zero seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. 702 Masterclass. And we're continuing this conversation with Dr. Chriselda Kananda, and we are exploring the dynamics and sometimes confusing nature of culture, especially around mourning as African people. So we left um, the story where you're uh, telling us that now your mourning period was over, you weren't allowed to work or really do much. Um, and um, this was a year and a half after your partner had passed away and the family said you need to pick from one of these fine gentlemen. Oh, fine is an (laughs) Fine gentleman. (laughs) But now, was your father-in-law not still married to your mother-in-law? Well, my mother-in-law was the cheerleader in in ensuring So you were going to be the second wife? Oh, yeah. Okay, so he was an option and then so were, you know, your late partner's brothers and maybe a relative here yeah. and there um what was it within you that said okay i'm actually not complying i've been complying until this point this i'm not doing it, it was exactly that in my head because i'm like you know i've listened to everything that you you guys said i must do mm. and it's culture culture mm. that i'm unfamiliar with because it would have been way much easier had you explained this um that my understanding becomes a participant in, mm. in all of this um and you when you're carrying that jar alcohol um what is ukambagan in english uh that um so i it's had not to, wait is you talking about this the combo bowl yes 
Yes. It's yes. the ball that you put them. The oh, please, is it, wait. The English way, people must tell us there is a word. Is it this one or this one? The, this one. This one. It's not a calabash. A calabash. Is it calabash? <laughs> Sort yeah, of. It is. Sort of. Sort of. Okay, There's yes. also calabash, the one that... Yes. Um, so not the... But the one that breaks. Yes. The one that is made out of clay. Yes. Um, okay. So you must take that and put it next to the person that you choose. Mm. And if you choose not to select any of them, you break it. Okay. So okay. I let it break and they were like, oh. <laughs> so the next day, your bags are packed, you are sent back home. Yes. Because yes. you're disrespectful. So when did the conversation come that the child is not going with you? Well, the time when, when, you, when your bags are packed and you are told to leave, it's only your clothes that are packed. Uh, when you ask about the child, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm shaming my family because mm. we have such a beautiful relationship, but I've had to uh, ensure that the ones who are coming after me Mm. Never ever go through this because mm. I've made them understand the impact it had on me, mm. um, mm. and and it's something that they were not mindful of. Yes. They were just doing culture. Yes. Um, so it's people who are well off, um, and there was bribing of judges. Where even when I went court uh, to court, I had a magistrate asking me, "You don't have a car, you don't have property." When you take this child from a well-off environment, what are you going to give her? Yes. Sure. That was the question. And I'm like, I, I will find work. I, I will look after my child. I will share uh, with her whatever I have. And it was like, it's a non-case. Yes. So I had to walk away. They said, we can offer you weekend visits. Okay. So at... While all of this was happening, and now you're doing weekend visits, yeah, and a child's been separated from their mother, who is the person that was the main caregiver raising your child? They were, because I then discovered um, at the funeral that I have four other kids that I didn't know about. Um, so all these children are raised in the communal home. No, oh. none of the women or the mothers are supposed to take their child. Um, so all of them were there. So you want to be the odd one out and take your child. Doesn't make sense. Yes. And it was an environment where grandpa will just rock up and say, let's all go for shopping. Um, and everyone has their own basket and they choose whatever they want. For a child, that's a, a delightful environment. Mm. Why do you want to go and bore me with a one room, a one bedroom mm. house uh, when I live in this opulence and, and luxury. Um, and, and the unfortunate reality is for a child, as they grow older, they get to realize uh, the importance of being attached mm. to a biological parent. And, and a mother at that. And a, especially a mother. Yes. Especially, especially a mother. For a, a young especially girl. for a young girl mm. at that age. Okay, so let's do this. We take your calls on 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. We've got Lindeni in Kailomi. Lindeni, now your mother almost went through the same thing. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Hi, hi, uh, how are you doing? Wonderful, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And your guests. You know, I'm, I'm driving here, going to pick up my son at school, and I'm like, God. Um, why people have to go through this. My father passed on and 
my mother went through the same thing. The one that would never leave my side it was the day when my father was being buried. It was in January on the 5th. Very, the heat wave that you see now in Johannesburg, it was in KZN. Mm. And then she's been covered with a blanket. There's a, there's a culture again or whatever that's a norm that as a, a woman whom the husband has passed on, you have to be covered with this blanket. She's sitting outside on the sun as the ceremony is going through. And she's almost dying to the point that my grandmother, she actually met and pulled this thing and said, you guys want to kill my child, mm. you know? Then after that, I hear that the lady said she had two attires. My mother had one that she will have to watch every day at night. So to the point that when my mother, she unfortunately died last year in June, but because she had, she had cancer, she actually had the opportunity to say, this is what will happen when I die, this is what will happen after I die. She instructed us that when I die, first of all, I want you guys to celebrate my life. Secondly, none of you will do anything of that sort. No wearing of any black, either into the button or whatever. Mm. Nothing like that. You come here or you will be here. You celebrate the life that you had with me. Post that. You continue with your life like nothing happened. The only thing is that in your heart you will know you lost your mom and going forward you will do what you need to do to heal. Mm. But nothing that I went through. And for me, it goes to show that, you know, the worst thing for me is that people choose when it comes to culture, yeah. what they're going to apply, mm. especially that, um, that benefits them. And it's the most unfortunate thing. I always say that, for instance, if we want to hold on to culture so much, why don't we go back? All of us, why are we, why are we staying, for instance, in the houses that are, when, are not part of the culture? Mm-hmm. They came with the Western people. Why are we wearing what we are wearing? And then when it comes to, for instance, a woman, we want to go back and say we apply the culture. And by the way, if you were to look where the wearing of the black stuff comes from, it's not even a culture. You know, mm. one day maybe we can sit and discuss. just said, said this to me off air. She mm. just said this to yes. me off air that the, the concept of wearing morning clothes is not even our culture. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It was a missionary people who came here who wanted to identify women who have lost people so they can assist. It has nothing to do with us. Mm, Yo, Lindeni, and I I think what we must do when we do have that type of conversation, which is where specific cultural practices actually come from, I hope you listen in because you seem to also be quite knowledgeable on that. Let's go to Ntabi Singh in Benoni. Hi, Ntabi Singh. Hi, I just wanted to touch on this specific item of wearing black. This item, this whole culture of wearing black was actually adopted by a mother who works in the kitchens mm. for Jewish women. Because Jewish people, when they mourn, they wear black. The whole thing of wearing a black band around your arm, covering the mirrors, the ash, that's what Jewish people do. Mm. As, as part of their mourning, they do that. And when your mother comes back and I've lost my child, why are you not wearing black? Why are you not wearing... You, this should be done. And when they see them do this as part of their mourning, then they take these things and they, they, they take them back home. Mm. And that's what becomes our culture. But it wasn't because we didn't kill um, 
black cows and cover ourselves with uh, with a hide. We never did such things. Mm. The cleansing, yes, that is done. Mm. The, the the sitting on the kanzi. But now that this bed, even the kanzi is no longer necessary because it was the act of just sitting in solitude in mm. helping the other yeah. person transition where the crying was not done that much in the house. Because as part of the person going in, in, into transitioning to the other side, the noise was not part of that. Mm. It, 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 the person needed to find their way. It was an understanding that a person needed to find their way. But when you guys are still crying for them, then you make it hard for the soul to yeah. cross over to the other side and find themselves on the other side or find their people on the other side. As and, in, in Omotwirikapelo, you're holding them with their heart yes, so they you, can't leave. Yeah. And that is actually what it is. We're still tethered to people on this side because we are all holding on to them. But the act of letting go, of sitting in solace, um, and, and solemnly, on, on it, it wasn't the, the sitting on the mattress or the darkness of it. It was just, it so happened that in the room that you would sit in, it wasn't the kitchen. So there wasn't light in there because mm. essentially we would only go into the hut to sleep and the only hut that had light was the kitchen. Mm. Um, so it isn't, it has, it, it's just things that we adopted along the way. And I, I hate it so much when I see our people take over other people's cultures yeah. and they own it with such vigor that they abuse women mm. with them as, as a way of, indoctrinating them and things that we they don't even know if you ask the person who's holding on to such things where does it come from they don't even know Yo, Ntabi Seng, you see, you see, now, now we're gonna need, um, we're gonna need master classes just to address things Culture. we've adopted yeah. culturally, yeah. just the ones we've adopted. What are your thoughts on what Ntabi Seng and the caller before I mean, that had to say? Spot on, and I think mm. they're speaking to everything that um, we mentioned. And I think for me, it's important that we started with uh, the distortion of our culture. That when you have that master class on on proper culture, mm. I live in assist in getting the correct person. Yes. Um, to just help us understand why it's important for us to have these conversations mm. and let go of things that don't work for us. Mm. Um, th- things that are not serving us in this um, era that we're in. Shout out to my grandma. Uh, my grandmother used to work, great grandmother, uh, Emma Kishin. Mm. And, and when she comes back home, um, you know, when people started saying uh, your, your chicken feet and, and everything else that gets thrown away, Emma Kishin, is a traditional food. She used to be so mad at that. Mm. Um, she called it poverty food. She really? hated tribe. She's like, if you are going to eat it as a delicacy, I don't have a problem, but yes. don't call it tradition. Because we had imfuyo. Mm. We had our cows, we had meat, we had our fields where we had food. We mm. did not eat um, things that are supposed to be thrown away. We would take them back home because there was no food. Mm. Where we worked, they were thrown away, and we bring them back home. And you can't then call that culture. And now, get delicacy. <laughs> Let's go to Nomsa in Kempton Park. Uh, Nomsa, what's your story? Good afternoon, Good afternoon, Griselda. Griselda, I was working with you in terms of special when the incident happened to oh, you. Man. Okay, anyhow, I'm happy that we are talking about this topic. You know what? Growing up, my mom told me they used to do this because the houses were smaller. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine if the, if the bed, 
the headboard and the base, they are put together. There's no space for the people who will be coming in to come and console you and comfort mm. you. And as for the light, I grew up in Limpopo. We grew up in hard houses. Mm. We didn't have electricity. So coming into that small hut, it was darker. So then that is how they started the candle thing. Then for some reason, people start changing, like the lady was saying, that the black clothing from mm. the Jewish community. So people will change something that was done, intended just to accommodate certain things and make the culture. Yeah. We don't really need those lights. My mom passed away in 2018. And actually, because she lectured us about all this, and we're already here in work, we did things differently. No one was sitting on the floor for her. People will come we're on a chair, and then they will comfort us. That's my story. Mm. And the silence when you are being comforted, it is exactly that. Um, you are allowing the passage for the one who has passed on. But now when you are covered with a blanket dripping with water, you have no time to connect to even the messages mm. that are there to comfort you. People were coming to pray with you and sing with you. Mm. These are things we do culturally as as, as Africans. Mm. And they are there to uplift your spirit. And this is why by the time um, you know the congregation leaves, you're feeling much better because the word of God has been preached to you you've been given words of comfort and hope um, but when you're sitting in that co- that thing is so uncomfortable mm. I, I i really could swear that i almost had bed sores mm. sitting mm. there let's quickly go to bright in pretoria uh bright what is your experience as a man hi guys uh thank you for a great show uh, i my comment was that it only does not happen to women mm. because in my case my mom died before my father died and i tell you up to now, I don't have a very good relationship with my mom's relatives because of how they treated my dad. Mm. You know, it was kind of a horrible situation where my dad was told, you know, gonna, we're not going to bury this, our daughter, because he didn't finish to pay Lobola. He had to pay Lobola even after my dad, my mom was buried. Years later, I was asked to come and pay Lobola again. My father then died, and now I'm asked to... To pay some kettle for my mom. And I told ah, no, you must pay the balance of your mom's lobola. I must pay the balance. I told my. Otherwise, mom, you'll have bad luck. Yeah, you have bad luck. I told him, like, I ah, know I cannot do that because I didn't kill my mother in the first place, you know. So I think the cultural, uh, our cultural approach needs some revamp in a way because. It's not good. I can even tell you that my young brother was even affected to the extent that some time ago, my, my mom's sister visited me in South Africa. I'm from Zimbabwe. Mm. And when I told him that my mom's sister's coming, she left the house mm. to see her because of what they did. So these things, they don't only happen to, mm. to women. It only also happens to men. My dad... I could see that my dad was affected by my mother, my by how she was treated. Oh. Right, I'm so you, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's part of life, but you know, mm. when you grow up and now, there was a bitterness of what they did. But when you grow up, you start going to church, you, you start uh, being, the word of God being preached to, like what the other lady was saying. You begin to see that, oh man, these people maybe, it's also because of the cultural thing, they do not have enlightenment and stuff. Mm. So I had to forgive them, you know. 
So, and, and that forgiveness is for yourself. But right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to leave it there. And it's such a pity we don't even have time to go to so many messages. So we might be calling a certain somebody to come back because we didn't address everything. And I'm seeing so many of your messages. What we'll do is keep them. People addressing um, the wearing black, the lowering of, of the the mattress. Just final thoughts before we let you go, doctor. Sure. I I feel like we need a a conversation. Like we need a conversation on new ways of parenting um, because I feel like this current generation is uh, challenged by things that were done by our parents to their parents and their parents' parents. Mm. Things have changed. And in this change, who are we? We need a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Lebohile um, is is living a a well. You know, I'm I'm using this as as an example. Uh, in a suburb, um, you're raising your kids who will be going to a decent schools mm-hmm. who will end up twanging English, mm-hmm. lose their sense of culture, mm-hmm. lose their sense of identity, you lose their language because you lose your language, you lose who you are. Mm-hmm. So how do we do this now when the schools are not accommodative of of, of who we are? now and that goes with everything else that we do in the name of culture who are we today we need that conversation okay you're coming back can i just end it there i promise thank you so much dr Kasalda gananda <laughs>